1: And I'm Mila, and we're still in New York, y'all. New Hi. York episode, is still going strong. Hi. Happy one. Hi. 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 Hi.
2: That's
3: Amethyst. Oh Hi, Beebe. Hi. Oh my God. Um, we
1: have the cutest two little girls in uh, in on in the studio today. She, little amethyst and manifest. Yes. Just, oh my gosh, she knocked, she knocked, out. knocked she out. Knocked out. She was, not she was that was quick, right? Oh just one, God. two, three on the boob, and boom. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest today, guys. We have Mella Murder. Hey. <laughs> Is that where you go? Is that where, yeah, yeah, where you yeah. go after? Okay. Yes, definitely. Mella Murder's in the building. Um, I'm so excited to have you. You I'm so are like so excited to
3: be here finally.
1: I, I love when I when I can connect with.
3: <laughs> okay, girl. Right. She said, I
1: got guess, I guess right. some shit to She's say. She's like,
3: I'm here to speak <laughs> as well.
1: Right. I love when I can connect with other single moms <laughs> and you're... And you're
3: <laughs> Baby. Okay. <laughs> we get it. <laughs>
1: anyway, you're the mom. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, If you guys aren't familiar with Mella, de- definitely check out her Instagram. You're such an advocate for single parents and single, single moms specifically. And... Like your, call, like, your Let's Talk is so important, and I'm so happy that, that you do that and that you're able to connect with women in, like, a real way. Wait, let
3: people know what Let's Talk is. Okay. Okay, so Mommy. Let's Talk is... It's a movement. I really... It, I want it to... My mission is for it to be a movement. Um, like. Just connecting single moms together in support of mental and emotional health because... When I was going through my own things, um, being a new mom, experiencing postpartum depression, n- never having anyone ever educate me on that, how to prepare myself for it, and just feeling like I was the only one going through it. Um, so I decided to come out and be fully transparent with my story and what I had gone through because I was suffering severely and felt completely alone. So I did that, and... The outpour that I received from that was so positive, so overwhelming, just emotional. I'm like, this needs to be a thing, a physical thing, where we're, where we're meeting up together in person, flesh to flesh, physically, where we can cry to each other, hug each other, and help each other in our struggles. So mm-hmm. that's basically what it is and how it started. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and maybe if you give our listeners just a little backstory on, like, you are I mean I that, that's such like a broad statement because it's like how do you define who you are what you do I know you're an artist yeah. actor dancer
3: yeah um, I mean I identify as a woman from New York born and raised I mean my father passed away when I was 11 and that's when a lot of my mental health things started playing and coming into play and um, I just realized that I was different from my two other sisters and I felt disconnected often. I felt uh, removed often and just misunderstood. So I was constantly trying to find my outlets. And Are you the oldest? James? I'm the eldest, oh, yeah. The okay. mm-hmm. And when you say disconnected, like you just felt like... No, like, like my mom would literally separate me from my sisters. Why? Because I, I went crazy. My father passed away mm. and um, so many things happened after that. And I didn't feel safe in my home. I just didn't feel safe. My mom was was seeing a new guy. And just, like, the dynamic of our living situation changed. And I was super paranoid. I, like, slept with a knife under my pillow. Like, crazy. Mm -hmm. So, my mom, I was acting out. I was being super rebellious, as we were just talking about. And um, my mom would, would just be afraid to, like, have my sisters with me. So, she would literally, like, keep me away from them. It's actually crazy. I learned that I was into dancing and writing when I was put in a mental institution.
1: At, you put in a mental institution? Mm-hmm. Wow. At
3: the age wow. of twelve. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my stepfather, he tried to hit me, or like he, and he's like six foot three, and my mom was away, away at work, and he got super aggressive with me, and I like, like took the knife out on him, and I was like, don't, don't move, mm-hmm. like stay right there. And my mom was like, you're out of control. I don't know how to help you. And she was trying, but I was just so deep in my own, you know, my own... Pain. Issues. My yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like the anxiety, the the sadness, all of these things I wasn't understanding. So she put me in a mental institution the next day, and I met some of the most amazing people of my life in That's there. This crazy and how they, life works. How long they, were you there for? I was in there, I want to say two to three weeks Uh you know not not super crazy long um because i mean there's there's people in there like young young kids in there who like were severely mentally ill and Mm -hmm. you know people in the system they're gonna tend to those cases more more so than someone who's just like dealing with the trauma of like a death in the family and things like that some a a child who's who's rebelling Mm so. And there is where I learned that, okay, I love dancing. I love writing. So I started to dance and in high school, I took it very seriously. I was in like a hip hop voguing group. And um, like, it was just my everything. It was my outlet. I felt free. I felt like I didn't have all of this weight on me that I've been carrying since I was you know, 11, 12 years old. And it just felt really good. Then I started writing music and I had a show. I was in a band with my best friend at the time, and we had a show in Bard College, and that's kind of how I got discovered to dance for Major Lazer. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening DJ, who I was actually with last night, Addy, um, he connected me with Diplo, and he was like, "Yo, like I believe in you. I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know why I believe in you, but I do, and I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like the universe aligned it, and." I was on tour with Major Lazer, and then how old there, are you? At that point, I was 20.
1: Mm. And that must have been like a very—I mean, because I know like that scene yeah. is very—I mean, it's go 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 party, yes. party 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 drink, drink 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 drugs 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 mm-hmm. drugs. You know, because I was listening to that music and doing all those things. Right. <laughs> not even on tour. Not even on not tour. Just doing. I'm at a, a, a Electra. A, what's it called Electro? Electra. Where was I? In Miami. At some music festival, Major Lazer was there, and I was like Ultra. Ultra. That's right. where I was. Yeah. Yes and I was ultra-faded. (laughs) Yeah,
2: same, same.
1: Um, So at 20 years old, I mean, going on tour and traveling the world in that capacity. Like, Like
3: from being a piece of shit one day, like, nothing. Like, no one, like, confused about my life. Doing drugs, being, like, a raging, like, mess to having so much responsibility and so much. I mean, I was exposed to a world I never imagined. I never knew existed. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot. I mean, I loved it. It was amazing, but it was a lot. It was too much for me at times. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're twenty years old—you're a baby,
1: baby. You're a baby. Like you don't even—and
3: there's no rules. There's no one telling you, "Hey, slow down." Right.
1: You know. So I can only imagine. No
3: guidance at all. But you know that 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 journey of major laser. I mean, it was some of the best moments of my life, and it taught me a lot about being just a full rounded person, you know. I've slept on a floor, like we've slept on floors, you know. Baby, no, baby. We've slept on floors, we've had to share bunks, you know. You, you you adapt, and I've learned how to adapt because of Major Laser. and now I feel like whatever I go through now, because of those experiences, I'm able to adapt. Right, so do you think that experience also kind
1: of helped you in, in motherhood, sure.
3: parenthood? Definitely, it made me super resilient cuz you have to keep on going you have to be strong i mean when 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 i started with major laser is when social media kind of just started like instagram was just popping off and you know the major laser instagram we used to be, we used to get posted me and the dancer and people used to be like oh you guys you're you're both sluts and you're fucking diplo and like trolling us and saying horrible things about us and i used to be so upset so sad and like my family would talk to me and be like, Yo, you have to like be you have to be resilient to this. Come on, you're gonna let what random strangers say about you affect you know, your life and right. you know right. and it taught me like you have to be strong despite what anyone says, like fuck what people say. Who cares what people say? Like right. you're living your life, you're staying true to yourself, you know who you are, you're not you're not those things, so fuck keep it pushing, right. right, exactly. So definitely it taught me taught me some valuable lessons. And you're like,
0: you have such a specific style of dance. It's like, I mean, I know you said voguing. That's so, that's so New York. I was going to say, like, never would I have ever in high school had the opportunity to take a
1: hip hop vogue, like, even learn. Where would I go? Where I would I be doing that in L.A.? I didn't even learn
0: really about voguing until I moved to Atlanta and went to, like, the gay club all the time, like, and learned about, like, ho- like, housing.
3: Shh, baby, you're being very loud, okay? Shush. <laughs>
0: Like yeah, um, how do you identify? Are you like what's your? Are you straight? Are you are you gay? Are you bisexual? Are you fluid? What's the other one? The new one? Pansexual?
3: <laughs> like I don't even know what any of those things mean. I know. I know. I mean, I, I just love people. Me too. I, love I think people. that's pan. <laughs> i think that's what i am because i i don't i just love people and if i connect with you then i connect with you and if i think you're beautiful then you're you're beautiful and i will you know i will give you time and i will you know space, i will yeah. be open and connect and like interact and you know i, I don't have like a type or anything like that of people i feel like people who have types close themselves off to all of the beauties beautiful of people the world. Yes. right so, I
0: agree, I agree. I, I identify the same. I'm a people lover. Yeah, for sure. Um, in New York, is is uh, voguing like a gay thing? Because, like, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. it's not a gay, like, yeah, the gay community. Yeah, I mean, it, it,
3: was, it was birthed here in the 70s and in the 80s um, in Harlem. And, you know, that's how the gay community would escape the outside realities of just, you know, being kind of shunned Mm -hmm. you know and just being like tormented for being exactly who you are Mm -hmm. so they created the ballroom scene so that you know poor minority little black and brown boys could dance and feel um like have that escape of fantasy and be like rich fab upper east side you know white woman you know and and they created this this world this Mm -hmm. fantasy and when it was introduced to me, I mean that's what it that's what it gave to me. It offered me a, an escape from my reality, and I was able to be this confident, just other person who I didn't feel like in my in my in my day to day life. Mm. So um, it was effortless. It was natural. I would never been to a class back then. There were no vocal classes. That's kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's become since social media came up. It's been mainstream, like, you know, it's kind of transitioned into the mainstream world which which is cute. It deserves that. But um, I love the fact that it's kind of been that underground New York City vibe and like you had to be a part of the culture to experience mm-hmm. that type of magic. So and for you it was like therapeutic. Yes, hundred percent. It's crazy how different things can do that. I mean, know? the
1: way you can move your body. I'm like, how, is this? Do I have to be double
3: jointed? Is,
1: is this learned or is this like a gift? <laughs> it's just a feels like a gift. It g- just like, feels. It's yeah. just a feeling. Like y'all, if you if you guys <laughs> get a chance, go on her Instagram and check out some of her videos. Because I, I remember when you were pregnant too, and you doing and doing videos, and i was just like, the female body is so incredible, yes. and that we can still do anything or everything.
2: everything.
3: While pregnant, if my,
2: my mom has
1: always told me, baby, amethyst, <laughs> my mom has always told me that pregnancy is a sign of health, and a lot of times that people look upon pregnant women as a weak almost, or like, Are you okay? Do you need help? Right. They, 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 you must be protected, like, they need help, and which is true, and trust me, I took all that too. I'm right. like, yes, help me, right? But also, yeah. like this is just proof of, I'm healthy. Right. I'm strong. And mm-hmm. watching your videos and watching you move like that and watching your body move like that while you were, like, very pregnant. Right. I was like, that is so and beautiful. And, and even doing those, doing that with your child's father, like, seeing those videos was so beautiful. I Thank loved you. it. I
3: love that. Thank you. A lot of people told me, like, I wouldn't be able to do those things. The doctors and things. You're like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I'm a I'm um, a dancer, well, you can't dance, you can't dance, and I danced, I danced until, I was in, when um, I gave birth to her, the day before I gave birth to her, I was in rehearsal, like wow. choreographing a whole team of dancers for um, Fashion Week, oh. like the day before, <laughs> and then I had my baby, like we were, we, I was supposed to be a part of the performance, and I was giving birth, Wow. so don't stop do it all like we are so strong pregnancy is just oh my god it's it, was you, did you, how did did you enjoy your pregnancy or what i really enjoyed my pregnancy with amethyst i felt i felt like a goddess you know mm-hmm. i was like oh my god like i feel so beautiful i'm so powerful um i'm doing all these amazing things and then with with manifest i didn't feel like that at all mm-hmm. like i hated being pregnant I wanted to just hide. I wanted to not be seen. I didn't want to... I didn't tell anyone. Was like, didn't you take a break from social media? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell my family. when. So she turned a year old. We traveled the day after her first birthday to England doing shows um, for Richard Russell in England. Then I, I traveled to Paris, then to Rome, and then to Puerto Rico to film Palante. Then I went to LA where I found out I was pregnant. Mm. So I I was like on my own, hustling mad hard, sick as a dog, pregnant, and I knew that my mom and my family <coughs> would tell me to get an abortion. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm pro-choice. It's Emmy, Emmy baby, no, my love. Do you want me to put you in the stroller? Do you want me to do that? Don't. Disturbed sister.
1: Thank you. Oh,
0: so sweet.
1: Look at her. She knows she's working. Yeah, you. she working. here.
3: Oh, Emmy, Emmy. Mm-mm. Leave sister. Okay. But um, yeah. When I found out I was pregnant with Manifest, I was happy. So that's how I knew. I'm like, I'm going through with this because I felt so much joy. But I didn't want it to be tainted by, by, other, people's by other people's opinions. By other people's opinions. So I didn't tell anyone. And then during that time, I hadn't spoke to Kaner, which is their father, in months. Um, so when I was approaching my fifth month of pregnancy, I'm like, I think I should tell him. Oh, he didn't even know. He, he didn't, didn't right know now. until you were five months? Oh, you, didn't, you literally didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell
1: nobody. Wow. It was okay. a secret. Well, because I know you've documented your journey with, in some ways with him, too. And like you guys you were together, and then you separated, and... You, Oh, no. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can take
3: it out. Shh. Emmy, calm down, okay? Are you getting tired? Do you want to go in the in the crib? This is okay. motherhood. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, This is real. Well. You want to go in the, um, the crib? You hear me? You want to go in the stroller? Honey? Go ahead. Let me put you in the stroller. You can take mommy's stroller. <laughs>
2: This is real life right here right? oh yeah
1: right. no trust me we we Listen. have kids we recorded the kids they interrupt every five seconds <laughs> this, is, this is the protocol over yes. here oh, and i love being with
3: moms because it just it doesn't make you feel weird Mm-mm. right because mm-hmm. when you're not with moms the people just stare at you right? they stare yeah
1: right i know it took me a long time to get over that making feeling bad like right. oh I'm, are we disturbing you are you
0: oh god
3: Right, feeling bad for having kids. <laughs> right, like look at me, help me. Don't
0: look at me. Shh. <laughs> okay, so you said you didn't tell him to your five
3: months. Yeah, I was approaching my fifth month and I was like, I think it's time that I tell him. And what did he say? So it's crazy because we were on the phone, we we're FaceTiming each other for like an hour. Before I even said anything. So we were just having like a a normal conversation. And then um, I was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> That's it? And he was like, I yeah. Don't. He was oh. like, yeah, by, by who? <laughs> no. Yeah. Not by who? Yes, he said, who's the dad? He started laughing because he thought I was pregnant by someone else because mm-hmm. we hadn't spoken in so long. And I was like, by you, you're the father. And he started to cry and he got really emotional, but happy. And he felt like it made a lot of sense as to why I I totally pushed back from him and just didn't want to talk to him. But that, that wasn't the reason I I made those choices because of like who he, who he is. Mm -hmm. So... I just, again, I didn't want my experience of being pregnant again to be tainted by no one's fuckery. You know what? I respect that a
0: lot because I'm the type of person, and this is something that I need to check myself on, and I think people in general do this, like, we ask a lot of opinions even though we always go with what we wanted to do in the beginning. right? Why do we do it? I don't know. But, you know, there's so many. You always seek people's opinions. Your parents, your friends, because you care what they think. Yeah, but a feels, lot of times it does it change feels It feels
3: good to be validated, validated by the people you love. Right. Because it makes you feel like you're making a right decision. But if it resonates with you, if whatever, whatever the choice is that you have to make, you know. You feel it in your heart, and it doesn't matter who says what about. Like God can come down Himself and be like, and I'm like, no, this is like this Not is my happen. choice. Right. Like this is what makes me happy, and right. that's it, period. So when I told him that, cause he was, you know, he was he was he was bugging a little bit. He couldn't believe that I waited that long to tell him. Right. And um, I was just explaining like this is this is my choice. You know, ultimately, Lily. like I'm doing this for me because. I felt love the second that i I realized I was pregnant, the second I learned I was pregnant, and I know amethyst needs that needs a sibling, so he flew us out like to England like the week after, and then I stood in England until I was seven months, and that's when I came home and told my family mm. and then he gave birth mm, what what do, what would you like did were you prepared
1: for him to Either be angry, not want to be involved. Like you had already, got, I guess, prepared to go on this journey by yourself. Yeah. Like you decided on your own to consciously, I guess, single parent. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way. Um. What would it have mattered to you?
3: I think it would have. I think it would have. Um. Because. I mean, I'm on my own regardless, and that that goes without saying. That's besides the point but when it comes to his acceptance of our children, that affects me, that matters to me. I, I, need, to, I need to feel secure that you love them, that you care about them. That doesn't mean that you, know, you have to provide financially. If you're providing love and they feel that and you want to be a part of their lives, that, that very much matters to me and I'm, op- I'm always open to it, mm-hmm. with, which is why I told them because they deserve that. You know I can be hella righteous and be like I'm I'm doing this on my own and you know that means you exclude it completely but then what does that do for them
1: no because so yeah it's not you fair. know what it's I the mean end of the day yeah so
3: and I and I know deep down he is a person who does care deeply mm-hmm. about us and the and the babies but he's dealing with his own stuff but um I mean in terms of the work do I mean yeah in terms of the work i I. I was prepared to do that on my own it was just a matter of him knowing that she existed and Mm -hmm. she was gonna be she was coming she kind of like right either way either way honey
1: um i saw that also you posted a a picture recently of your mom which you guys looked so much alike and she had you have like how many siblings you have like three sisters sisters sisters. and a little brother um and she had all of you guys pretty young so seeing that did that kind of like give you strength and courage to know like i can do this because a lot of people, like, would be scared to have two ki- two kids under two, mm. and you know, consciously making the decision to raise them on your own, really, because he doesn't live here, right? He lives no. in the UK, right? Yeah. So you're here, and that's that's a scary thing, you know. I have one, and I'm yeah. already like, oh shit, right. <laughs> and my okay. baby daddy lives in my city, right? right. So like, be, seeing your mom or being raised in that way, did that did that mm. provide some sort of blueprint for you in any way or like wipe away the fear
3: no i mean because with her i watched her suffer severely you know we witnessed her go through severe Mm -hmm. domestic abuse by my not even my biological father my biological father like dipped like from the beginning i never knew him Mm -hmm. um and my youngest sister jasmine her father, he raised us. So he was, you know, my, my the father figure, but he was really abusive to my mom. So I saw my mom go through really crazy things and stay and, you know, allow certain things to happen continuously. And I remember being, being like five or six and saying, or, or understanding that I would never want to be in a situation like that. I would never tolerate things like that. And then when I was eight years old, like, she just... She woke up, and she's like, no, this is enough. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And she, she left, and she never looked back. That is what motivates me. And, and that shift and whatever happened with her inside, I've, I remember that moment and being like, this is who I want you to be, Mom. And it, that was like the blueprint that she sent for me, just to have the strength and to get through things and to, to carry on on the journey. Because I see a lot of women go through abuse and come back you know, leave, come back, leave, come back. My mom never came, went back, mm-hmm. you know, so that, and and I go back. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my, that's my issue. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it takes a long time for me to move on, and my mom, she just gets on with it. When she's done, she's done. So that motivates me, and she's, she's really strong, but sometimes too strong, and, like, I want to be strong, but I also want to be sensitive, and I don't want... I want my girls to know that too. Some like she doesn't cry my mom, like she's not affectionate and I have to be those things. I cuz I need that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I need kisses, I need hugs, I need I love yous and I these babies need all of that. So, you know, there's certain elements of of, of what she what we all went through me, my mom and my sisters um that you know when I'm going through rough moments, I think about certain things, and I'm like, okay, let me keep it pushing. And then there's things that happen now, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm never gonna be like you in that, in those senses, you know, like I'm never gonna repeat, like, th- what you're doing right now to them. Right. So, you said that you went, you felt like you went through a really dark and rough place after your first
1: pregnancy. Was it? Do you think it was postpartum, or was there more to what was like happening, and how did you? Pull, pull, your, pull yourself out of that, because I think a lot of, I mean, most women we go through, you know, having your first child is so. You think you're prepared, and then it's then 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 you leave the hospital, and you have a, this person that you're responsible for, mm-hmm. and everything changes, and your body's yeah. changing, and your hormones are changing, and situations are changing. You know, a lot of times men they don't know where they fit in. Right after they're like, okay, well.
3: I think for me. Um, when we brought Amethyst home, it didn't. It, there was never a moment where I felt like, like, there's this baby here. It felt like it felt as if she was always there. You know, mm-hmm. it was when and Kaner was with me for two months, like the first two months of her life. It's when he left, and I was in, like, I was home for the first time by myself Love. with her. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Like she's in the bed and I'm looking at her and I'm like it's just me and you like that's when it, that's when it kicked in mm-hmm. and I just I was sad I was just sad about the whole situation I mean I was still dealing with the depression of what I went through with him she may want both yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna. let me let me do it let me get it so yeah so um. Like when he cheated on me and that whole situation happened, it was so shocking, you know. So you guys were in a relationship. You we were in a relationship, but you weren't
0: planning for Amethyst. But no. you guys were an exclusive, monogamous. We were engaged. Oh.
3: We were engaged. We lived together back and forth. And he's also a dancer too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were we we spent all of our time together. We worked together. We made money together. We traveled together. We did all these things together, and we got into an argument. um... Because he was on tour with FKA Twigs and I was uh, filming for the Florida Project and so we had some time apart and during that time he changed and I, and I felt that when we reconnected and I'm like yo you're bugging like I'm pregnant Be, show up for me in whatever ways you can show up for me and he wasn't so we got into a bad argument he left to London like the same day and then two days later he was having sex with someone else. How'd you find out? you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think it's so crazy but actually my horoscope I like re- I'm not even kidding no, you know this no, is right up I read I read my horoscope which is some uh, that's like my one of my morning rituals What's your sign? A Leo. Oh that's right, Leo. Uh-huh. So you know it said someone very close to you is hiding some something from you. Mm. And I was like hmm <laughs> hmm Interesting. So I called (laughs) Kainer. And I was like, hey, do you have anything to tell me? Like, are you hiding anything from me? And he just broke down crying. Wow. And he was like, I don't want to tell you. You're going to leave me. And I was like, oh, you fucked someone. Right. He was like, yeah. And I knew her. I knew the girl. She was, like, a supporter of mine for years. Wow. Mm -hmm. What? Supported me and Kander's journey, like, when we were engaged, like, commenting under our pictures. Mm -hmm. That's kind of creepy. No, so creepy. So hurtful. I felt so betrayed. betrayed. I was just, like, Almost like with a fan? Yeah, with a fan. Wow. With a fan. Yeah. So I was just, I was like, I don't trust no one. I was just dealing with so much of that, like, paranoia. Just okay I was like this is what's happening this is who you are and then once that happened it was just his true colors were just unraveling mm-hmm. and you know who he really was started to surface and I'm like oh my god it's too late like I'm already pregnant how long have you guys been dating up until the pregnancy Um, two years we were together mm-hmm. Um, you know everything happened really fast so that was just another thing like even the me getting pregnant it, it all happened so fast mm-hmm. but I was like Let, let's just Let's just deal with this. Let's just, even though I never really dealt with it, you know, I was just being strong for the sake of her and the fact that I was about to be a mother, let's try, let's just do what we have to do, and, you know, nothing changed on his behalf, and he's he's really young, you know, so... He's younger than you? He's younger than me. Yeah, he's 24. Oh, yeah, he's Yeah, 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 young. so... um He's just in a completely different headspace than I am. And I was dealing with, like, I was feeling all of those feelings but not dealing with them. Right. Because I was I was like, I don't have time to deal with these feelings right now because I have to prepare for Amethyst. Mm-hmm. And then once she came, like, I couldn't deal with it then because she was here. Yeah, right. You know? And then he left and I was alone with her. And it was when I was alone with her that there was no more
2: play
0: for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: ok, round 2 name something that's not boring a laundry? ooh, a book club computer solitaire, huh? ah, oh, sorry we were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Like they were coming up. They were surfacing. I was seeing them. I would I would start crying. You know, I was I was now it was starting to like affect my life. And that's when I decided to come forward with what I went through because I needed community, and I didn't have it. I felt so alone, and I was just over it. I'm like, I don't don't want to put myself in a position where I feel like something deep could happen, Mm -hmm. you know? So I did it to, like, save
0: my life. I think a lot of times as women, we do put so many, like, marbles into, like, our men and our relationships that we forget. Like, the community, the sisterhood, the village, that shit is important because, you know... When that doesn't happen the way you want to happen. To happen, then who who do you go to? Right. What
1: do you when you so when you decided to start? Let's talk. I mean, was this based out of people? I'm I'm assuming connecting to your story and wanting and feeling like I can relate to you and like okay, how can we all get into a room together? Mm-hmm. When you guys come together, like. Like, do you guys just share your stories as a single, as single parents and single moms? It's for, for most. It's all. For, it's for moms, single mothers. Right? Yeah. Um, single moms. So, I, I mean, even like I was looking at pictures, that I was telling, I was telling you, I was so bummed that I missed this last one because it just looked so beautiful. It looked so emotional. It was so. Amazing. And like a, a place where people can kind of just like
3: let it all out mm-hmm. and just cry. That's the atmosphere. The atmosphere is you can come and just be, you know? If you don't want to talk, you don't have to talk. If you don't want to be seen, you don't have to be seen. But if you do, you can. If you want to cry, you can. I mean, there were so many different elements of it where I was taking it, like, sitting back, taking it all in, like, look at this. Look at how powerful we are when we come together. Look at how beautiful we are when we come together. There were, like, two random moms that just met who was, like, a one of the moms was like expressing milk out of the other mom's boob. I'm like, this is beautiful. I love this. And it, there was some mixy situations there too. There was a mom who was like the mistress of another mom. Like the guys Oh no. You, you know like what I like say. Like a side, like yes. a side situation,
1: that's mm-hmm. how she became And they didn't know they were gonna be coming together. No, but they, knew no, they were both there.
3: They were both yeah. there. No girl. Yes, was there any girl. healing done there? I mean So So, how... Yes, I know. I mean... Because I want it to be there. I want... Everyone's feelings and emotions are valid in, in, in a space like Let's Talk. You know, so... I mean, but I didn't want it to get crazy. Right. So, I told her. She approached me and she was like, I'm feeling really triggered right now. Like, the woman who just spoke broke me and my family up. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, your feelings are valid. How you feel right now is valid, but like surrender to surrender to your anger don't allow that to you know change your experience and all of this like still allow yourself to be open you know choose forgiveness you you, you know like let's let's come together cuz I mean, in a moment like that, I was thinking, how would I react? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm thinking
1: thinking right now, how would I react? I might might
0: see Red, honestly.
3: I'd be like, let's talk, let's fight. Right, right. But she kept her composure. And And she stayed. And she stayed. And, you know, it was was beautiful. But things like that, I was like, so so many elements. But ultimately, it was very, very, very supportive people. I mean, we passed the mic around, and I just wanted... Everyone to introduce themselves to one another. What's your name? What do you identify? You know, why are you here? Things like that, and then from there, the con- the discussion just naturally kind of picks up. Um, we weren't able to get too too deep in because there was so, so many, many women, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot of time. But um, we hit the we hit the we hit the surface of of a lot, and um, we got to hear just a small bit of everyone's story. And it was beautiful. So I think my next one is going to be much more low-key and where we'll actually be able to have a discussion. Right. You know, so. I think the one
0: huge commonality that I'm just thinking because I'm thinking about your event in single motherhood is, I think for the most part, not in all cases, because some people choose to have kids alone. Even those cases, honestly. I think that we're spoon-fed, like, this image of family. Mm -hmm. And we have this fairy tale, like, idea of how we're supposed to be, and how, like, when you have kids, you're supposed to have a partner, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to have a spouse, you're supposed to be married, you're supposed to have a white fucking picket fence, you're right. supposed to have help, you know? Shh, baby. And, and and a lot of times, even married women, you know, go through stuff and don't have that support, but I think that's huge. That's the first disappointment. That's the first, like, it's almost, it's traumatizing, Loki, when you realize, like, this fairy tale story that you like cut out and I think that's why a lot of women go back and go back and yeah. go back and endure a lot of bullshit right. because we are so gung-ho about the father, the mother the children like not well, what being, a family looks like and not being like an unwed single mom especially for women of color I think too mm. is like, oh great I'm gonna be like single mom you know yeah, like the single the black stigma. So this yeah, is, there's is. a stigma <sighs> attached to it you know and I just sometimes but like not so much now but before like I could literally just think about that and cry just mm. in any in any situation oh, oh yeah i'd be walking down the street like look at that yeah. fucking happy motherfucking family right. yeah <laughs> you know what legit. i mean legit no of course so it doesn't matter like where you come from what your background is but like socially you know but those that disappointment oh, that God. you know is such so, so hard to 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 digest and to mm-hmm. understand so like a community like that you know but like, to realize oh shit like i'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Oh, this doesn't make my family any less whole I I can do this I can see you doing it and I can call a friend that makes a huge
3: difference and when you're in a when you're in um, a space like that with so many different women who have so many different stories you realize that your situation is not that bad and it makes you grateful because some of the things that these women have gone through I mean I oh my god like it was hard to hear it was hard to even think that some women can go through that and it's endure certain levels of abuse like in front of their kids Mm -hmm. and you know having their power taken away by a man and you know having to build yourself up from like being stripped down to nothing Mm -hmm. you know like raped of of who you are so I I hear those stories and it makes me feel so blessed it makes me feel so grateful and I know my situation can be worse it's it's hard. I suffer. I go through my moments, but it's not that bad. And that's why I feel like I can do it. I can do this for them. I can provide these things for them because it's not that bad.
2: And, and it's rewarding. It
3: is. So much so. How does
1: um, their father feel about your your cause as a, a, an, an advocate of single moms? Because. To him, does he feel? Because you know, also there's this whole idea of what a single mom is. Like, right. Like, you're not a single mom because the dad is around. Right.
0: But like, no, that's not true. You're only single if he doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like right. he's disappeared from the thought, face of the, of the earth. Does he feel like does he, <laughs> feel, no, like, ben, does he feel slighted right.
3: by you? Does he feel oh my like disrespected? God. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Oh my god, very much so. When I when I when I first came out out oh, girl. Yeah. Oh my god, please don't. Mommy. <sighs> Jesus Christ! (laughs) No, 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 baby. You're biting me, and it's not okay. You're tired. When I first came out with the post, he was, oh my God, his whole family. His family? Yeah, they were like, you know, take your business offline, and
2: Mm. that
3: doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the world. And you're you're painting him out to be a monster, and all these things like. He's, he's a good person and I'm like okay you're making it all about him and this has nothing to do with him this has everything to do with me right and what I'm going through because guess what I'm the one here with my baby I'm by myself with her and he has his freedom right he's doing what he has he's doing he's, he's living his life I don't have that so I need support because if I don't I'm gonna go crazy period so he I mean he still resents me he holds mad resentment for me over the of com- that. over like the... over like everything about me coming out and then what came of it you know even
1: seeing the, the beautiful community that you're building he doesn't he doesn't understand i am just curious like i i get I'm not, i mean i don't want to say i get but like the actual what you do bringing women together does he feel like excluded from that because he feels like Oh, for Whoa.
3: sure yeah he's um
1: does he consider himself
3: a single parent no, and I don't I think he, I, he, and I, don't, that, like, and I don't think he considers me a single mom. Hmm. He'll say to me like I I'm here. You know, I'm I'm willing to be a part of their lives. What is wrong, baby? What, baby? What is the matter? I'm just afraid you're going to bite me. I don't want to be bit. Mm-hmm. No biting. <laughs> just promised.
2: promise. <laughs> <She's tired. laughs>
3: But um, but yeah, cause he feels because you know he wants to be there, but you know he's in England, I'm in New York. That that's why, and it's not that at all. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. But he doesn't get it. I think um, he's intimidated by by what I've created, and I feel like in a way he wish he wish that he had something like that. But um, I mean, what what has he gone through to you know to provoke him to do something like that he he has not experienced anything i've never hurt him in ways that he or disrespected him in the ways that he did to us so amethyst no hey well i mean you're
0: not saying anything but the truth
3: you know what i'm saying like yeah so do you think he'd move here or would you would you move there he won't, he won't move here would you move there? Yeah, I do, I want to because like I, want, I wanted to live there before I even met him, mm. you know. So um, and I want them to go to school out there. I think the school system is light years better out there than it is over here. Mm-hmm. So, and it will be easier. I mean, when he is here, the help he helps me a lot. And I mean, that's what it comes down to. I just need help. With yeah. <laughs> Fuck.
0: I can't wait to <laughs> <laughs> <Like I> do <laughs> I need help. I wanted you, but damn, this is a lot. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so what's like? Do you have time to date? What is that like oh, Is even on your radar? Like, yeah. would you? Are you still in love with? Would, would like? How, how, would you have another baby? Would you? Um, would you consciously
3: do have another baby with him? as a single hell no <laughs> like wherever i go after this i want to feel i want to feel so secure in in whatever whatever situation i i'm i enter after this i mean i've learned so much from this baby don't <laughs> um i'm not the same person i was before being with gainer um i'm a lot i'm i'm hmm. My spirit is, like, fierce, you know, and I feel like... Motherhood will do that. Yes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You feel so powerful. Yeah, I mean, because I'm... Look at this. I'm here taking care of two humans every single day, you know, creating... trying. Like, I think about my legacy often, and I think about how I want them to remember me once I'm gone, and it's just, I, I don't have the energy to give i don't have the time to give anyone who's just not authentic solid pure and just down you know down and people are not like that i mean my experience so far i mean people are just not solid you know and i do blame a lot on social media everyone wants to be a somebody. Everybody wants to be. You well, know, that and they're
1: so easily distracted. Oh There's my always God. like, oh, well,
3: that let me try that. It's right. like speed dating. Exactly. But, you know. And I, yeah, but you know, you have to come back into who you are, like your humanity. Because what, what if, what if the Wi-Fi was turned off forever? Right. Like, how how would you identify like how, yourself as who who are you then without right. without your phone? Who are you? Right.
1: Who are you?
3: Well, how would you be? Who are to... you
1: without your 50,000 followers? Followers, right. Legitimately. Like, because uh, it's so funny, like, how followers are, like, the, how we value people. Yeah. Like, how, there's like a personal currency. It's <laughs> so strange. Legitimately. Legitimately. Like, your importance is mm-hmm. based on your followers. And, and it's and absolute bullshit. Bullshit.
3: Because I've met, I've met people, like, these influencers. That aren't shit. And they're, they're not. Terrible and they're terrible people.
1: Yeah. Not everyone, obviously, but, like. But A lot
3: of them are, though. Or, like, empty people. You're like, just, hi,
0: I'm trying to, hello. Yeah. Like,
1: Dying. nothing. Yeah. Like, But like, 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 we were even just talking about, uh, someone posted something the other day, like, I'm so tired of these women who um, are are throwing these female empower, empowering events but are mean girls in real life.
3: Oh, my God. That. Like,
1: when you see, you see these girls and they post all these pretty pictures and they seem like, oh, they're so pro-woman, pro-woman, and then you meet them. And it's like, they could give a fuck about who you are, why you came to their event, and don't even care to even engage in a real conversation with you. They're more worried about taking the perfect, perfect
3: picture to fit their curated feed. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow. That's the norm now, though. And I feel like that's what's made me so withdrawn from connecting to people. And even, you know, allowing, allowing the thoughts to enter my head of, People being around my babies, I'm like, no, 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 right. no, no, no. So that holds me back.
0: You're also in a very vital time right now. You have yeah. two under two. You're, yeah. not, you're not even 30, right? You said you would be 29. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's a a lot, like, and and you're doing it by yourself, you know, and I think, because we got a, we got an advice question, did we read that advice question? Mm -hmm. Um, someone asked about, uh, getting, like, she was saying, like, her her friend was telling her she's making excuses, she can't go out, but the baby's, like, not even a year old yet.
3: Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm just like. My
0: friends didn't understand
3: why, like, that
0: she's making, yeah, like, couldn't do other shit anymore. But, like,
3: was that other friend a parent?
0: No purchase necessary. Void we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Probably
3: not.
1: not.
2: not. I was a guy. Yes. So oh, yeah. I was a man. That's so why. Because yeah.
3: you're not, you don't understand. Because you're not, you can't understand. You're not a parent. People say that to me all the time. Oh, you use your kids as an excuse um, to, like, be a bitch. Because people think because I don't go and meet up with them that I'm a bitch. Or if I don't answer my phone when they call me, I'm a bitch. But it's like, I got real things that I'm tending Damn. to. And people can't hear that. And people who aren't parents don't understand that. So, I mean, I'm not here. I'm I'm just too tired to, like, explain myself to to you or anyone. You know what I mean? Like, if you understand and if you want to be my friend and, you know, like, offer me some sort of, like, any form of, like, support, a conversation, anything, that's cool. But if not, then just keep it pushing. Like, right. I don't have the energy. Yeah. And, and there
0: is. Like, when you have, t- like, under, first of all, the first year... The, like you're pregnant one year and then there's the first year you're like yeah. have a, t- a baby connected to your titty at all times you're like basically a cow and yeah seriously and then like and at two they get their kind of more independent mm-hmm. so it does it's like a two year minimum situation where like shit's gonna shift and then not to mention you have to get back to yourself mm-hmm. which is like wait who am I now can I do this can I do that wait I can't do Molly on Friday wait maybe on maybe. <laughs> you know like okay maybe I shouldn't you know like I love you it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, true. Like, yeah. it's not like you can't ever do Molly I'm like, will yeah. I ever, have- no. Oh my you god! Will. I went back like, to we Molly. We did it like three, years, really? three weeks ago. For yeah. Real? yeah, we did. <laughs> oh my
3: God, I can't wait. <laughs> no, literally. Like, I and it's want- okay to say
0: that. You know? Yeah. Like,
3: I just want to be able. I want to know that, like, I will have fun again. Yes, you, you will. There's life. Yes, yes will. I promise. She's like <laughs> not, 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 not for not for a while. Not for a while. Oh my god, everything. That was weird timing. I know. She's no, like, no, she's
0: like, like no, no. no. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always going to be moms because I have friends who I, I you know who are in similar situations, have two kids, and 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 honestly, this is what aside from what I was going to say, I think sometimes women who who have don't understand what you're going through, and maybe like like you said, your mom had that shift, and she she decided to leave that guy. A woman who can't who can't tap into that, which is, it's hard. There, There's envy. Even though you're struggling and there's things that are hard, people will turn their nose, nose up on you and judge you because they can't do the things that you do. Or they think if, they can't. They think they can't. They yeah. think they can't. The fear is so great. So they'll be in unhappy relationships. They'll make excuses. And then even for Erica and I, like, you know, we have this platform and we do the shit we do and, we, you know, we make a lot of, we make a lot of jokes about our bad choices, quote unquote, but right. but the truth is, is like our kids are a little bit older now, you know, and we're not bad moms, but I think that I have friends who are like, oh, you do kind of go out a lot. I'm like, no, bitch, you're just locked in the house, so oh you're jealous. <laughs>
3: wow. So you're jealous of my freedom. But I wouldn't want, that would make me feel like shit if someone said that to of me. Of course,
0: because we're triggered by someone oh coming God. at our motherhood. Right. That's like our, the number, you want to get in a fight quick? Talk right. shit about somebody's mothering skills. Oh my so, God. You know? Absolutely. So, I, I just, it's, it's important to know that there is, light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Right. And find, and balance. And finding balance. And you're in a place right now, probably, where balance is hard.
3: Yeah, it is. You know? But I mean, I went out two nights in a row, like, Saturday, Sunday, and... I, I woke up this morning. and I'm like, damn. Like, I I did that. Like, I did two nights in a row. Like, should I've been here? She just got out of the hospital, but I just needed it. I'm like the I, mom I, I, guilt. The mom guilt came. But through. she was fine. She's she was perfectly fine. fine. Yeah. She's fine. They're fine. It's just, you know, I'm always like, they need me. They just, they need me. They I'm their mother, and they need me, and they so do. I have to be here. But they also need to learn independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like,
0: so you, raising an independent child is important because we're not always going to be there. And, and and you don't always want them to, you know, you want them to socialize them. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, go. My, my daughter's with my, my dad right now in Philly,
3: and I'm like, here, here's your grandpa time. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Like, you know, I had... Oh, this is a major one. Um, I actually... um. I was entertaining the, the, the thought of letting Amethyst go to England with her dad for a little bit. And I, and I went over it with my mom. Because, you know, we want to be validated right. by mm-hmm. our loved ones. And she went crazy. She was like, how could you ever even... you know, How could you even consider something like that? That's your child. And that's your father. And he has to learn. Yeah. And He's I deserve, good. like... It's time. Yeah, time. You,
0: you've give you you know you've put in your work. You've put in your work a lot, yeah. and he's had the he's had the. The
3: fucking yes. privilege to be yes. chilling low-key, you know? Whole time. So, yeah, sometimes. But
0: the mama guilt that the mamas pass on to the daughters
1: yeah. is some real shit. It really is, But you girl. know what I think that is,
0: too, I'm realizing? I think mom, like, not that moms can be low-key haters, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we're in a different time. Right. They didn't have this community. They didn't have this power, this enlightenment they, to be like, they didn't hey. They have a
1: place. My, even my mom
0: with this podcast, I was like, did
1: you have a place to go listen to other women going through your experience? Where did what did you do? Mm. And she was like, because she, she, she first she's like, I don't understand. You're telling your business on the radio? Radios, <laughs> yes. What's happening. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, no. Yes, baby. Women can. I've cr- we Mommy. created a community like Mommy. where like I can connect to another woman that's going through my experience, and I feel connected, and it makes me know I'm not alone, mm-hmm. and it and it just keeps trickling and trickling, as you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. She couldn't understand. Yeah, she does don't. now. She gets it more, more so. But she's like, I don't understand. Like, I'm like, yeah, because you didn't have it.
3: Right. It's a generational conditioning. You didn't have so it. So her, her grand, her great, great grandmother ta- taught her great, great grandmother You know, and like, you suffer in silence. You mm-hmm. don't it's tell anybody. You don't tell nobody your business. business. Like that. That's the that's the biggest thing. Like, no one needs to know your business. How you know how people look at you matters. Like what they think of you matters. Matters. You have to come off like you're you're perfect. And it's like a lot of those women, um, they have they kill themselves. They are so tormented from within that they can't take it and they take either their kids lives or their lives. And that's not happening. Like, no, not on my time, not on my watch. If you're a mother, you know, who has connected with me, I'm gonna care for you. I'm gonna provide you with the with the resources so that you don't feel like you wanna End and yourself, you right, know, because right. that's what that's what suffer, suffering and silence leads to. That so, I mean, I don't know how our ancestors did it, you know. <laughs> Community, you know, they had. I mean, it was hard, but I mean, I mean, think about
1: like the, that village mentality, right. It was real, right? Everyone did their part. It comes from like a very real indigenous place. <laughs> right. It does. Like well, you, I want to do the cooking. I don't know what what point in in like the motherhood and parenthood breakdown that community became less and less and less and we became more and more isolated yeah. where women are supposed to figure this out on their own and you don't ask for help and you don't ask your friends for help you feel guilty for like asking for help and like I mean, it's
3: also like the patri- patriarchy and like having the men be these you know they're the gods and mm-hmm. they're in Power and we're voiceless. We're we're just the woman. They've actually painted a
0: picture, and we've accepted. I, I read something the other day, and it's like the most we we uphold the patriarchy the most. Women, because, yeah, because we've allowed it to, to sustain this long, you know, um, and we've allowed we've we've adopted their image of us and and how we're supposed to be. And this is like the beginning, I think, of a turnover in that series of events. I guess that's true.
1: I guess that's true because. There's things in my mind that I know are totally programmed through society and through the male, through the male voice and eyes and all those things, you know, that I had to check myself in.
0: And I check myself all the time. Like, why do I feel that way? Wait, why do I think? Why do I feel bad? Why do you know? Like, why can't I do this? Okay, oh, I'm somebody's mama. I don't need to wear a bra and I can't wear really this see-through top. Right. No,
3: these titties fight somebody. They need to be seen. Right. But, <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. I really, really do. Women need to feel that more. Like you're beautiful. You're you're strong, sexy. Yeah, you're sexual. You're smart. Yeah. You know. Even when it comes down to pain, I've been dealing. I'm still. I've been so triggered by this abortion ban. Mm. It's really. Oh my God! It just wow. It it put. I can't even. It makes me emotional because I'm still processing my abortion, and I just I feel very triggered and. You know, a lot of things have been coming up, a lot of my feelings about my abortion and, you know, like, kind of like post-traumatic stress where I can, like, be thinking about something about that and, like, start crying. And I'll talk to my friends and they're like, yo, you need to speak to, like, the dude. Like, you need to hit him up and, like, just have closure with it. And I feel like most women would never, like, ever, they would, they're just afraid afraid of I don't know what maybe like the rejection maybe if the other person won't care and with me like I don't care like I don't care what he feels I'm gonna speak about how I feel I'm gonna I'm gonna shine light I'm gonna vent I'm gonna express myself I'm gonna I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable because like I'm I'm hurting you know and that's the thing that I see with a lot of women they they will be in so much pain but just keep it in Keep it. Let it build. Let it build, and then they snap. And I, I'm just not comfortable knowing that that's a possibility. That I can, you know, get myself to a place like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna address it, and I want to inspire women to address your traumas, address your abusers, a call, call your mom out, call, call your, call whoever, call them out, and let it be known. And watch how you feel for your own healing. For your own healing. Yeah. Truth. If that's what it takes, and I and I realized that be, with Let's Talk, it's like healing and therapy comes with communication, our words, speaking. like We free ourselves, we heal ourselves through words, because when we physically speak words out into existence, you're able to look at them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and come at it from different places instead of just holding it in and it just being like this one-dimensional dimensional thing inside of you, and there's a lot of power and speak like even being here and us talking it's like someone listening to this is going to be like whoa my god I felt that but I didn't think about it that way mm-hmm. and I am going to hit this person up and because I've been wanting to I just I'm, I've been afraid and you don't have to be afraid you don't have to be afraid because you're dealing with yourself at the end of the day when you're laying in your bed with all your thoughts what it, What's that person doing? Right. Right. You know what that person thinks of you isn't gonna heal you. Right. Like heal yourself. That's so true. Our testimonies are powerful yeah. and they matter.
0: That's so true. Well, I am so.
1: I'm, I want to get you out of here because your babies are like. Uh, they're turn, turning uh, They're up. like, okay, we're turned top mama. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But I just want to thank you so much for coming here thank you for and just, me. So happy and to just you. like sharing your energy with us and like even just. Being like, yeah, I'll come, whatever. Yes. Like, not knowing us from anywhere. Right. Like, no, I really I support, appreciate I that. I and yeah, I really, and really like, love, I, really I love, I love what you're doing. With, 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 with your movement. It's so important. Oh, it's so necessary. Don't stop. I know it's hard. And I know, you know, it can feel lonely out here. You know, but you're building something where you don't have to be alone. You're building such a beautiful community. so
3: much. Yeah.
1: And... And we need it. Yeah, single moms, we need it the most. The we most. are the like the most
0: overlooked.
1: Yeah. You know, it's,
3: it's so it, it's like hurtful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we, we do the most. Yeah.
2: We're
0: literally <gasps> bringing people into the world and being mm-hmm. overlooked.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, we're being overlooked and a lot of times thrown away. Like, what did you do? Why are you single? Mm-hmm. Right. right. What did it's you your do fault. wrong? Right. right. And you know, and I feel the most powerful I've ever felt. As a single parent, mm-hmm. more powerful than I did as a woman with a man and a baby. Right. You know, my singleness has empowered me in ways that I'm so grateful for. Right. I'm so grateful to, that I'm single. I'm so glad I'm not married. I'm so glad that shit didn't work out. Whew. Were you married? I was going to be. Wow. I was planning my wedding, mm-hmm. and then it just all went, it was, I thought, the end of my life, you mm-hmm. know? But.
0: It was just the beginning. Yeah. It's so funny hearing both these stories, and look, look what's birthed out of those dis- then disappointments. Wow! Look at the platforms, the communities that you've built out of those those disappointments and that's for any woman who's in a situation any mom right now who thinks it's the end of the road and there's nowhere to go and you're sad and life's ended and yeah. fuck where's my picket fence right. you have when you tap into your power you have literally these are testimonies these are living people like you have no idea what's out there for you mm-hmm. disappointments are the beginning of birthing big things right. mm-hmm.
3: they nourish you they nourish Pain you He nourishes you you yeah, have to you, ha- you have to face it though do. you have to
0: face it and that's what I've had to
1: learn because I don't know I'm am a good I'm good at suppressing, mm-hmm. pushing it down, pushing it down. As women, we are because that's yeah. what we
0: do. We move
3: forward. We yeah. get shit done and we
0: move
1: forward. Right. We don't talk about it.
3: We have yeah. to, yeah, because if, cause if you, I I can't be falling apart, like you know, like who, who's gonna catch me? Right. No one's here. I'm like alone. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I literally, physically, cannot allow myself to not even victimize myself. I I just can't allow myself to to be weak in, in certain moments. Like, I have to dig it up. Even if it's the sm- smallest amount of strength, I dig that shit up, and I have that fuel me and push me into getting out of bed and doing what I have to do. Thank you for
0: sharing, and...
3: Tell us, uh, our listeners, where they can find you. Um, my Instagram is at Melamurder, M-E-L-A-M-U-R-D-E-R, and, um... If there's any single moms or moms out there who are seeking community, you can email me directly at letstalkmother at gmail.com and I respond to you directly. And um, we're just trying to expand the movement of this gathering and you know hopefully we can be in a city near you. And follow at let's talk too. Yes, at let's talk mother.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Bella. Thank so Thanks for coming on. You guys can know where to find us at good underscore bad choices and our website www.goodmomsbadchoices.com We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.